The Movie Hour, episode 176, March 29th, 2012. Although in the following episode we do talk about the Hunger Games in detail, it is spoiler-free. There will be swearing, though. There's always swearing. Hello, people. Welcome to tonight's episode of Jennifer Connelly Beautiful Movie Hour. I'm your host, Greg Maloney. Tonight is another special night for you guys, for me, and for the people here. I have uh, other people here, of course, my co-hosts. Uh, Brother James is here, as well as everyone's favorite rodeo clown, Jeff. Welcome back, guys. What's up? So, hey. You've, James, I don't like it that now that you don't have your Perfect Attendance Award, that you are just the biggest passive-aggressive person in the world. I found it. What's up? <laughs> you can't just say, what's up? What's up? Uh, but don't worry about it, James. We'll bring on somebody else, a.k.a. our friend Zale, is back on the show here today to cheer everybody up. Welcome back, Zale. Yep, to cheer everyone up and get slaughtered in trivia. It's a hard gig we run here. It really is. And doing <laughs> we it may live, give you the week off. Yeah, yeah. doing it live is not easy. And uh, I know, James, how many James? How many times have you had to face a quiz instead of make one? You know, a handful of times? Yeah, maybe four. And it's, and it's tougher than you'd think. It's tougher than you'd think when you're trying to answer it live. I think but. I'll be a little bit sharper tonight. Oh, we don't have a quiz tonight, so congratulations. Oh, yeah. you're, you're safe. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's been, it's been a fantastic week. Uh, it's uh, been a lot of getting caught up on work and drinking booze. This might be one of, uh, one of the times I've been a little more, uh, a little more uh, tipsy than usual. But I'm happy. I'm happy to get to spend it here with you guys and discuss everything we love about movies, which which uh, we have to talk about the biggest number one thing, which was the Hunger Games last weekend, and we talked about it last week. We guessed how much the Hunger Games was going to make last week, and um, the final tally. We'll start with what ended up being the the tally was 152.5 million dollars for the Hunger Games, which is ridiculous. Out of our guesses from the show, uh, James was the closest, was $135 million. I and am the champion. Number <laughs> one loser, Greg, with $111 million, which I will state that, and I even stated last week, I would have went higher, but it seemed like everybody was good. I probably would have went in the 135 so I went, I went lower to, to keep it different, but Jim wins. Congratulations, uh, James. You're, uh, you should be receiving your coupon for a complimentary apple pie from McDonald's in the mail soon. Bullshit. So. I'd rather have McDonald's bucks. <laughs> of course he would. One buck buys two. I like why I'm feeding Stuck having apple pie. Yeah. What, you want a cherry pie? Nobody wants the other. Do they even have cherry pie there anymore? Oh, I think it's just apple pie. But um, So, yeah, Hunger Games goes up $252.5 million, which is third all-time opening weekend. First all-time for any you know non-sequel uh, movie. Uh, Dark Knight beats it by 158, or up to uh, 158, and then uh, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 2 at 169, so sort of uh, affirming its place in the, the history books for now, I guess, but it's it's interesting. Like, do you guys, what, what uh, James, you're not the numbers guy, I'll go to the number guys after this, but what do you think, uh, why did it make 152 million? It was just that good of a movie? Um, It comes with its own fan base, which helps, and they have been promoting the crap out of this, but Plus, it pretty much had the weekend to itself. So, yeah, it was literally solo. And, it's a uh, this perfect weekend. storm. Yeah. It's, a, it's a perfect storm, if you will. Um, but 
Yeah, and uh, we all saw Zale. I don't, Zale, have you? Did you see uh, Hunger Games? I did not see oh, it. Oh, you're, yes, you're no. like a racist. Then you haven't seen Hunger Games. That's awful. Correct. Correct. Um, <laughs> well, I was going. I was trying to keep it under 116, which is my guess. <laughs> well, I, I, that's actually, I was thinking. I saw, I saw it on Monday for that reason. I'm like, I can't see it on the weekend, or I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went. I went to IMAX. So I that's that's all my doing. Oh, went to IMAX during the weekend too. Did yep, you? Yep. Oh my god, kill killing us, man, mm. killing us. <laughs> Counteracted all that shit. Oh god. Um. So interesting, Jeff. You saw the movie? Did you see it in IMAX? I'm just curious. No. We'll get we'll get to that. Later. We'll get to that other style. Yeah. Um. So other thing I want to talk about, which putting the Hunger Games a little bit behind us, even though. I'm sure we'll be talking about it for years to come now. Uh, Another movie coming out this weekend, Mirror Mirror, which is a Snow White remake, and it uh, stars every every ever so lovely Julia Roberts, who I don't. She's not a friend of the show. Looks like a shoe. She's not a friend of the show, is she? Julia Roberts. A horse is a horse. Uh, No, she's not a friend of the show. But uh, but she is a shoe. (laughs) 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 All right. Jeff's Jeff's in prime today. Uh, Zale, have you have you seen uh, the previews for this? And have you seen? No, I was just checking it out. I I didn't even know there was another Snow White movie coming out. Oh, you, you've seen uh, previews for the uh, Snow White and the Huntsman, have you? Or no? Yes, yes, I have. What looks a little more epic? Is that the one with the Twilight chick? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know it. You know it. Well, anyways, Mirror Mirror coming out this weekend, which. Um, is I don't know. It's probably more of a children's young adult comedy movie, adventure comedy. I guess you could go with. But what's what's interesting is you have Wrath of the Titans coming out this weekend too. Which, by the way, Zale, are you going to be there or what? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is Kathy going with our you? fans? There's no know. surprise yet. No. <laughs> no. Our fans. I took it easy this time. <laughs> surprise! No popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, right, right. Anyways, um, so coming out the same weekend as Wrath of Titans, Wrath of Titans will probably be the number one mirror, mirror. It, like it's almost like I, like you just mentioned, Zale. You haven't even seen previews for this. I, it seems like they're just underselling this thing. Like they made it and then decided that it's places for people that remember Nathan Lane on the big screen and want to go see him play. Nathan Lane's in it. Yeah, Nathan Lane yes! is like well, what? See, <laughs> tell me that. He's tell still me, alive. Tell me you were not joking, because I, I don't know if you're playing the old card or not, because that's hilarious. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it. <laughs> not it. Oh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, Nathan Lane's uh, Julia Roberts sidekick, henchman kind of thing. God, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, it seems like they couldn't find a place for this movie, and they're almost like just accepting the fact that... I haven't seen anything like commercialized for this at all yeah it's it doesn't surprise me i've seen like one or two trailers when i've gone to the movies but i don't you don't see anything on tv at all about it and, but uh you guys don't watch enough nickelodeon that's right probably yeah probably and w- the reason i was bringing this up is like many movies before it there's a movie much like it another adaptation of snow white coming out but way later it's coming out in june with uh, we were, we were talking about before the show, uh, Kristen Stewart and Charlie's Theron is is the one that's in it, uh, as the the evil. Summer doesn't seem like a good time to release that movie. I feel yeah. like it's... a lot of times when two movies come out at the same time, very similar 
it's like zeitgeist type thing, like you know, natural disaster movies, like uh, Deep Impact and whatever the other one was, and like in ever you know, maybe people are worrying about that or. Uh, Ed TV and Truman Show, where like people were considering more and more about like, reality TV was starting up, and there were cam- more and more cameras everywhere, and like it just made like cultural sense. Whereas this, I don't understand where it's coming from at all. I think there is a fad, and it's actually on its way because there's a Peter Pan remake coming up. Like, and when I say remake, I should say loose adaptation. It's going to be a, uh, it's like a detective story. It's really weird. Uh, Eckhart. Uh, Captain Hook as a policeman. Yeah, Captain Hook's. <laughs> I'm serious. It's seriously something like that. It's. Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up. But Eckert's in it. Aaron Eckert's in it with. Oh, I thought uh, you were talking about Eckert from Batman. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Eckert from the original Batman. Yeah, he's still alive. Can we see if, interns? Is he still alive? Figure that out because I'm. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> geez. Anyways, I think uh, you're going to be seeing more and more of it, and it's I, I don't understand why I think Hollywood just decided, you know what, all these people that are, that, you know, we used to watch fairy tale movies when they were 10 are now hitting the demographic that are going to be spending lots of money. Let's give them a movie that they're familiar with and put a spin on it so they want to see it again. And I, I think they're just going to try to be making bank on it, and we'll see what happens, but... I think that's giving Hollywood way too much credit for trying to be clever about how to cater to the people that have money now. It's kind of reverse what they did with Dances with Wolves and Avatar. <laughs> wait, wait. It was the same damn movie. Oh, same movie. No. <laughs> like, dude, I was, like, was, my mind was something. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I think that's it. I really do think that's it. But That is the same damn movie. You're right. Oh yeah, I definitely. Heard that analogy, that comparison. Uh, well, I, I I still haven't seen Avatar. Well, when I say still, I'm not going to see Avatar, <laughs> but I know everything about it. <laughs> so. You've seen it. The, South Park did a huge spoof called did the dances with Smurfs. Everybody called it dances with Smurfs. Uh, I guess I do remember that. Did they yeah. really? Yeah. No shit. <laughs> no shit, man. Uh, anyway, Eckert's dead, by the way. Oh. Vi- vi- oh. That's sad. Wait a second. Is this fucking true? <laughs> IMDb is trying to tell me that Eckert is also Porkins. No! What the Shut up right now. Hang up your microphone and go. It's Porkins. <laughs> and Porkins is dead because we all know he you know, died on the Death Star. Because <laughs> he blew up into the Death Star, obviously. Wow. Weird. Realization. Terrible people. Apparently he's in Rares Lost Art yeah, too. It's, it's only going downhill from here. We might as well just Yeah, stop. he was one of the... Uh, the top men, government agents. That I remember. Raiders that Lost Ark. Yeah, that I remember at the very end. Wow. Oh, wow. I remember that. But that is amazing. I'm naming my next episode after him. <laughs> <laughs> Writing it down right now. And I believe it. That's amazing. Oh. Anyways. So let's let's move past. We're, we're moving past Snow White. We're stuck on it. We'll move past it. And uh, we'll, we'll... we were still talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and let's get to the <clears throat> little more to the meat of the episode. Let's go to the movie reviews. And I know uh, a lot of us have seen uh, Hunger Games. We'll get to that. Uh, that'll be our, our finale. So, uh, Jeff, how about you uh, start us off today? Sure. Very good. Um, last week, I got a chance to watch a movie called Never Let Me Go. Um, it's based on a book by Kazuo Ishiguro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Uh, it stars, uh, what's her name, the hot chick, Kira Knightley and Carrie Mulligan and Andrew Garfield. And it kind of starts off 
as well they they have like young kids play them as little kids at sort of a private school in England and you find out in short order and you can kind of piece together before it actually gives it to you that there's been some sort of medical advance where um, people are able to donate organs a lot more and that these kids at this private school are basically just being like brought up just to give organs. They're being farmed. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. They're being treated decently, but like they're not expected to live past maybe like 25, 30 because they're going to start giving organs when they're like, you know, completely mature. Um, And that's like the deal. Um, But that's, that's actually sort of background. And that's, that's what makes this, uh, this story kind of interesting. And it makes me want to read, maybe not this book, but another one of this guy's books. Um, Because, Really, what it is is sort of like a, a kind of a classic love triangle, where when they were when they're pretty little, uh, Carrie Mulligan and Andrew Garfield's characters, like Andrew Garfield, is sort of like uh, like an outcast and, and and kind of a nerd, and Carrie Mulligan's this girl is really nice to him, and she clearly like has a thing for him. But Kira Knightley is like more popular girl and stuff, and winds up sort of like swooping in and taking him. But Carrie Mulligan and Andrew Garfield still have like a you know more like a deeper connection, and so like as they grow old together, it kind of stops. And and uh, Kira Knightley and uh, Andrew Garfield continue to be uh, an item, and Carrie Mulligan tries to deal with that, and it's uh, it's it's sort of. Um, and you know, as they get older, they they start giving their organs up and stuff, and there's sort of just that storyline. But it's it's sort of just a uh, kind of like a a, a nice um, sad love story with this little thing in the background that gives it a little interesting twist. Sound, I liked it. Sounds pretty tragic. Like, is it a pretty tragic ending to this movie? Like, it's yeah. A- you know, I mean, it, it it is kind of a tragic ending, um, but it's. You know the the way it's fra- like the way it's sort of put together is like well this is this is life like you know if we if we lived to a hundred we'd still have these issues like, right you know it, it's it life isn't life isn't easy and uh, it, it's tragic but it's not it's not like uh, depressing depressing or at least right. I didn't think so so the whole we- background story of the you know the donor stuff I mean mm-hmm. they pretty much just use that as a tool to make the time feel more precious precious then or. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of a tool for, yeah, for that. There are also, there's sort of like the subplot of like, um, there are rumors that if you can prove that you're really truly in love with someone, they'll give you an extra three years to live before you have to start donating your organs. And so they're trying to like hunt down the people that, uh, they can apply to for this. And, um, and it's that like, so it's sort of like, a like that's sort of part of the storyline as well is trying to trying to figure that out mm-hmm. and there's sort of like a like a redemption mm-hmm. plot and, and it's it's nice it's like an it's 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 a very nice um life story sort of i in i don't know why i want to compare it to this but because it's not really like it at all but sort of like legends of the fall is like not about one specific thing but it's like here's what your life here's what somebody's life looked like and here right. all they went through um and it just had that that particular twist to it that like the, the little sci-fi thing about organ donation can we uh can we hold a vote on whether we just start calling andrew garfield the amazing spider-man for the rest of his career i i almost call him spider-man yeah so can we just call him spider-man 100%. okay that's, so that's okay that's pretty much unanimous zale you don't get a vote you're puerto rico so it doesn't matter um <laughs> we'll still campaign yeah, Puerto <laughs> Rico counts. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, so, pretty cool. I uh, I'm guessing that was another Redbox rental. 
Uh, actually, it was on HBO On Demand. Oh, yeah, I guess One it is pretty quick, old. Uh, fun fact, Alex Garland, who wrote the book The Beach, uh, wrote the screenplay for this, and uh, I thought cool. he did a very good job. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with him. I never. I should have read the book, The Beach. I saw the movie; it wasn't bad. It's, but it's a uh, the book's pretty ba. I, I really like yeah. it. Quite a bit. Um, so, Zale, if you're ready, I, like if you want to try to do a, a review, I know you ended up catching the movie we were talking about last week a little bit. Do you want? Oh, to, you uh, did. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. it. So, Finally. give us uh give us the give us the rundown, buddy. Uh, Take Shelter uh, is basically about uh, a lower middle class family. Uh, Blue Collar Worker is played by uh, Michael Shannon, who's also in like Boardwalk Empire and a couple other things. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I haven't seen Boardwalk Empire, but no, I haven't either. I, haven't, I don't remember him in much else. I have. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he is. He plays like a. Uh, he plays a pretty um, ruthless thug. Uh, yeah, he's kind of ruthless. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's an FBI agent. Um, mm-hmm. He, like trying to bust everybody, but he he's got like these weird vices and stuff. He's he's a pretty interesting character. Yeah, it's pretty similar to the role he played in this. Um, you know, he's he he's really good at. I don't know. Maybe it's the same character in Boardwalk Empire, but I I thought I really understood his character, and you know, he really makes you feel his struggles and kind of see where he's going. Uh, the whole movie's kind of based around his paranoia. Of uh, he thinks something eminent's going to happen, like a, a big storm. So he's got this storm shelter in the back of his house that he starts to dig out and renovate and really beef up because he thinks this storm's coming. Uh, he's plagued by basically a bunch of uh, nightmares he can consistently has almost every night, and he's Jeez. trying to see a doctor and. It's always a similar nightmare where his wife or his daughter or something like that is happening and one of them gets either hurt or injured or killed. So and, he's, uh, he's constantly having nightmares that they like show you on screen like realistically? Yeah, yeah kind of like little snippets. But okay. you, some of the times you don't know it's actually a nightmare. You know, They just kind of cut the scene and go right. right into something and then it shows them waking up in a panic. Then they're getting progressively worse and worse and worse and... Uh, you know, he basically everyone thinks he's crazy because uh, he's spending all the he takes a, a more or he takes a new renews his mortgage and takes a home loan out to uh, build this shelter, which he doesn't have money for. He ends up borrowing a bunch of equipment from his construction work that he works at, and uh, you know, just kind of spirals downwards, and it's all about his struggle and him trying to justify to his family what he's doing and everyone else and it's kind of a small town and everyone knows what he's doing so he's got to like justify Field of dreams. it, <laughs> it yeah. does sound like field of dreams yeah that that could be it does he end up using the shelter it's a little does he bit get to have dramatic. a catch with his See, dad <laughs> I, it's, it's like one of those art house movies you know clearly right. cause it's got right. all the can honors but uh you know, it's just it's one of those endings where it, it, they leave it really open. Uh, some people are big fans of those type of endings. I personally like to feel a little bit of a closure after I watch a movie. That kind of bugs me, right? Because you know they build it up for an hour and a half, two hours, and at the end, it's just like, there you go. Do they leave it? 
like to your interpretation at all or do they just leave yeah to a certain extent okay, to yeah. a certain extent i mean spoilers are allowed aren't they <laughs> yeah any especially on this i don't know how basically hunger games the end he uh you know they go on this big or this vacation and they're standing at the beach and his daughter who is actually deaf uh so that's another big struggle with the family is that she's deaf uh his daughter like points at the sky and there's a big ruin so uh but the big thing is they're on vacation you don't know if they're even near the shelter you right, know right you said they went a- on vacation they could be six hours away from the shelter and the storm's right at their toes so you said there was a big you, she was pointing at a big storm because you cut yeah. out there okay yeah and that's then it, that was it <clears throat> credits so you kind of liked it i did like the story i did really like the story i mean i, I kind of like the dramatic movies and you know it was kind of cool to see him like you just deteriorate like he really played the role well you right. know he definitely made the movie and uh it was pretty intense and then you know it just kind of ended yeah so. he was in that revolutionary road movie that i reviewed a few weeks ago he was good in that really good yeah yeah he's a good actor so uh yeah i guess this brings us to the the big uh the big noodle in the in the bowl, the big noodle. We're gonna we're gonna go to the Hunger Games. I'm gonna call it the big noodle. Katniss. Katniss. <laughs> talk about Katniss. Um, Katniss. Yeah, maybe we should lay some ground rules. Do we um, not not discuss the ending? Really, just discuss sort of the That's character fine. plot development so stuff like that. Do we want to talk about how she dies? Or yeah, just <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, I didn't really want to, but I guess we'll have to now. Yeah, but, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyone listening, don't worry. We're not going to spoil any endings, but we'll talk about what we thought and character development and whatnot. But uh, James, how about you uh, lead us on the discussion for now? Uh, yeah. So Hunger Games, uh, as Jeff mentioned last week, uh, it's about a futuristic society. Uh, and then one ruling society kind of rules over 12 different districts. And every year is kind of tribute to the ruling society. The 12 districts have to uh, bring out uh, two contestants each to do these Hunger Games, which is a fight to the death, uh, just a single person stands alone type of thing. Um, and our hero, Katniss, uh, yes. and ends up... Uh, uh, kind of subbing in for her sister who got selected. So she's one of the, the 12 district people. Um, they end up going to the capital city, which is the uber-rich, and they're kind of treated as sports heroes there, and they kind of play a PR game for a while because apparently the more PR you build up, the more little gifts you can get while during you know, during the battle. Will, which is know, awesome. Yeah, I did, li- I did like that. That was kind yeah, of, that was yeah kind it's of kind of a clever thing. It, yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of neat. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then the Hunger Games begin, and that's the rest of the movie, the battle of the death of 24 kids going at it. And I found a lot a lot of things interesting, but staying with, sticking with you, James, was it pretty much what you expected when you went and saw it? Um, it was, yep. Uh, I've seen a lot of commercials, so that kind of stuff was expected. Um, I'm kind of glad that the commercials showed me the um, the capital city people because they're ridiculously dressed, and I hated that about it. So I probably would have hated it even more just being surprised with it. If it felt like I was watching like Fifth Element, that's how you know crazy it was. Yeah, it's it's really cartoonish. Yeah. I, I think like Doctor Seuss style. Yeah, it, it was it was way too gaudy for me. But uh, um, the the biggest thing that surprised me about it, and I, I don't think this is a spoiler, but. Uh, um, I was, I, I know this is a series of books, so I kind of assume that 
it was one Hunger Games spread across you know multiple books, but you know the Hunger Games do end at the end of the book. I don't know if they have another one in the next book or how it works, but anyway, uh, so that that was the only thing that really caught me by surprise. No, the next book, the next books are her slowly being disemboweled in great detail. Gotcha. Yeah. That would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. Uh, true story. Um, yeah, I so I ended up catching it too, and uh, I liked it. Uh, in uh, in general, I liked it. I I, uh, I was telling Jim before the show. I'm generally a fan of any like movie that sort of has like a dystopian future esque situation in any world where there's like one central district, one central area that has pretty much full control of its populace. Um, just authoritarian completely is I'd, I'd say would would fit that bill a little bit. And the Hunger Games themselves was cool, like the sponsorship thing he was talking about. I really like neat little aspect. Yeah, was just the fact that if you're in the games and it's pretty much just like the Running Man in a situation where you're 24 deathmatch and everybody's watching it as it happens. And I guess if you have enough pull or enough money, you want to like they don't really go into it in the movie. I don't know if they do in the book, Jeff. If you want to go explain that a little more, but it's yeah, it's it seemed really cool. I like that part. Yeah, the the way that works is it like as the games like everything's really expensive. I don't know, you know, who that money actually goes to, but like everything's really expensive. As the games go on, it, everything gets more expensive and more right. like so. Something that like would be at the beginning kind of cheap, like bread or something like that, would be really expensive at the end. Hmm. Yeah, it. Uh... Um, so you have to get sponsors, which is like they had that scene where Woody Harrelson was like wrangling sponsors, so right? Sponsors right, and kind of that like was agent almost. And that was actually what the big thing I think they had to deal with in this in this movie. And Jeff had read the book, so he can elaborate a little more. But I think they paced it really well. They did two things really well. They did a good job of not exactly putting you uh, in the shoes of of Katniss, uh, aka Jennifer Lawrence, in, in the in the games, but did a good job of making you feel like you were alongside her. Like making you feel a little bit vulnerable when she's in situations, you're in these situations, like when she's first going up the tube into the Hunger Games arena, whatever it was. Um, I think they did a really good job with that. And I think they did a good job with pacing between the Hunger Game events and what was happening outside of that, the world beyond it with the sponsors and like the reactions of her district, whatever. But I was curious, does that ratio that they did in the movie, does that carry over to what happened in the book was it about the same ratio or no jeff um you know my uh recollection of it is more like that's more like katniss's narration um where she's like you know i wonder if hamish is out trying to get us you know these things or if he's too busy being drunk or like uh it's it's sort of brought on by her like her narration okay interesting so yeah, so it sounds like they don't address it very much in the book at all, really, in terms of what's I mean, happening outside the Hunger Games. Right, they talk about what might be happening. Right. I, in, in my again, in my recollection, I read it very quickly, um, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't really uh, absorb it the way I might some other books. I actually, if you guys don't mind, I have a quick question yeah. for you about uh, two things that struck me. Number one, the the scene that they kind of kept flashing back to with the 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 PETA character throwing the bread out. Right. Did that make any sense to you guys? Um not until he kinda talked about it himself. 
is if like yeah he talked about it like what probably three quarters of the way through the movie right he finally kind of talked about like hey that's what that scene is and going so, it, uh, building up to that i'm like yeah i don't know why they're showing me this right okay because that that was my experience like watching i mean i remember it from the book so i knew what was going on but i was like this isn't making any sense to anybody yeah. that didn't read this book i i got it like the first time you see her they don't show much of it they show him walking out and like i don't know if it's his mom or somebody he's working for but yelling at him he throws one thing to the pigs and then sees Katniss. And it looks like Katniss is in, you know, vulnerable. Heroin withdrawal? Heroin withdrawal. Exactly. Sleepy. She's sleepy. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought I had picked up on it before they had discussed, like, oh, you know, I gave you bread and that's why they have this past. I don't know what, but I don't know if there was more in the book or what. But it, I, I got it. And Second yeah. question. Yeah. Did Lenny Kravitz come off as kind of creepy to you guys? Yes. yes. Okay. Because uh, my lovely fiance race was like, no. I was like, no. He was totally I actually know that. Yeah. Okay, I, on the yeah, I was just wondering why they were like, I don't know. They seemed a lot more. I don't know if it was another thing in the book, but they seemed there was a much more deeper relationship there than what we saw in the movie. It's like, why are they so broken up about this? Like, I know, you know, she's going off to the Hunger Games. She should be all broken up, but. What's this guy's problem? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, kind of weird as my, as my So speaking of questions, uh, you guys didn't watch it IMAX, correct? No, no. Correct. So the beginning of the movie where they're, you know, doing the setup for the Hunter Games and the drawing of names and all that kind of stuff, everything in their, her town basically is done with that handheld shaky camera feel. Yeah. Yeah. Was that annoying to you? Oh, my God, I wanted to puke. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if it was just because it was IMAX for me, so it was, like, accentuated, uh-huh. but it was awful I'm just, it was distracting yeah it, it was like bad. the born identity style just um it was even more so I yeah mean, but for because like 15 really. straight minutes yeah and it was not fast action stuff it was just slow you know slow walking and something it was just yeah it was it was not good i agree some of it uh, i think it was fine once you got to the toned city, down but... the shakiness like 10 percent. it would have been fine it was on the edge of it and it, it pissed yeah, me off for so. us it was way past the edge and maybe that is because it was the imax version but so yeah i guess like not brooding on this this uh this movie too much there was another thing i i thought they did a great job and then this goes back to the cost uh, the costumes and i know you guys didn't like them all that much i I knew who Elizabeth Banks was in this movie, and I still can tell it was her. I was like, Agreed. oh my, like, <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, I can't, like, is that really Elizabeth Banks? Is it her? Because yeah. I could not get it, but, uh. Yeah, and yeah. her and Wait, Tucci. Elizabeth Banks in this movie? What's that? Who was Elizabeth Banks in this movie? She was the one that drew the names. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, her and Tucci, like, I don't know, for them, their characters, it seemed like they were like just on ham it up mode. It was kind of weird watching those two. Well, I mean, not to. They are kind of performers in the role. You know, in the, yeah, in that's the story. that's totally like the the yeah, that's totally the role. Like, yeah. ridiculous so, over the top. I guess in general, James, you were satisfied, right? Yeah, I liked it. Although, <laughs> I, you know, I this one, you know, there's a main action sequence there towards the end that suffered from the. The, uh, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, like, yeah. hey, I see an elbow. I what the fuck was that? Which is, that? It was yeah. awful. Um, Jeff, what do you think after reading the book? Just exactly as you expected? Yeah, pretty much as I expected. Um, yeah. What's uh, Race's opinion? I want to know Race's opinion. She liked it. Um, she cried 
two and a half times. <laughs> two point two five times. Picture Jeff with a clicker. <laughs> one time, one time per seventy-five million it made in theaters. Um, um, no, she, she liked it. Um, uh, right, and I guess. Uh, yeah, though my only my only big criticism was I like I'd love to see more of the world around the Hunger Games. Like either like I think they paced it really well for this, and I'm guessing the other books might have to deal with it a little more. But um, I guess I guess while they're struggling through the Hunger Games, the big idea is you know this isn't just about us fighting each other. This is about us getting screwed by the you know the capital or whoever the the main people are. And uh, yeah, anyways, I would like to see more about that, but. Yeah, it was worth worth watching, and I did, I had no problems not seeing IMAX. I I didn't have any issues with it. I don't have any problem with Titanic the Analyst. <laughs> I have no problem with Titanic the Analyst, but uh, yeah, we we need Zale back in this. Zale, are you uh, gonna go see this movie? Yeah. Um, did you tell Kathy? Well, you got... <laughs> it's either that or I tell her we're gonna go see that and we're gonna go see Wrath of the Titan. That's so. a good idea. That's <laughs> there you go. Idea. That's how you do it. Yeah, so it'll be one or the other, definitely. That's a good idea. Fantastic weekend. So in general, before we move on, I have I have two more things. Well, I have one more thing. I'm not going to do spoiler alert. So I have one more thing. The guy that played the game master. Do you know where he's from? Yeah, I know he's done Ghost Rider, the first one, but he's done. uh, He did something way before that. He did. uh, Who? He was the kid in American Beauty. It was driving me crazy the whole time. Yeah, he was in uh, Bentley. Yeah. What was the other one I was thinking of? The Gremlin short. That wasn't it. Um, Any advantages to seeing it on the big screen? I mean, is it like there are some there are some pretty cool action sequences, but okay. I uh, I think this I think having the sound would be big. I think yeah, okay. yeah, I think the sound okay. would be big. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I would I'd go see it, and I think and his role in this movie is kind of interesting too, which is spoilerish, so I'll move past it. But uh, right, so I guess we uh, get past. Uh, Hunger Games, and on to uh, the big dog, the Parker Posey play along. Question, our question of the week, James, you had the Parker Posey play along question last week, which was who was your first movie crush? And I know you picked, you know, somebody when you were seventy-five years old, but not everybody did. Was there one that uh, stuck out in your head? That you want to bring up? Well, I can't not pick noodles. Yeah, yeah. I well, pick my girl. He did pick your girl, Laura Linney, but yeah. really, that's my movie. Your Tom. movie, my girl. So <laughs> I don't really know who wins there. Noodles, noodles, noodles wins. <laughs> uh, no, all all the answers are pretty good. I was ragging on KPW for the Michael Bean answer. <laughs> yeah, it's, that was a nice teasing. Late Thompson, like all of them, are right up my alley. First off, uh, Noodles did back up Zales' answer with Christina Ricci, yeah. which which is a good answer. Like I said on the little podcast last last time, it's. Uh, Unfortunately, it was uh, beaten by Jessica Rabbit, but yeah, all, all good answers. We appreciate it, and uh, you'll find those answers at gungabit.com and also at uh, the Movie Hour page on Facebook, which brings us to the new question, Mark was going along, which is my question, and Zale, this is your, your second time answering this. Correct. Thing. We'll see if you improve. We'll see if you improve this time, see if you're learning. Like Raptors, just answer Jurassic Park, and you'll win. Um, question. In uh, in the spirit of the times, when I brought up Snow White earlier, kind of on purpose, I was a little a little uh, um, selfish in that. But as mentioned before, there's kind of a a darker fairy tale spin coming to being during during June with the, the Snow White and the Huntsman and this Peter Pan movie that's coming out in the future date. Uh, and I know we've talked generic remakes before in the Parker Posey, but uh, my specific question to this would be. 
what fairy tale or like children's story uh, do you think would be prime for a more mature adaptation? And no, I'm not looking for an X rating, Jeff. I'm just talking about, you know, a little more adult oriented, mature language content, that kind of thing. So uh, just Scarface. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down a little bit over there. Just calm down over there. Um, A lot of, a lot of you out there that are, avid listeners might know might know what i'm thinking and i won't spoil all the answers that i that go went through my head but uh i'm going sticking with my roots here and i'm actually going with even though this is coming out i'm going with a peter pan adaptation and what i want specifically i really i don't know if it is you want him to try captain hook in a maritime court (laughs) (laughs) yes you're a crook Captain Hook. While we're on the rest of development thing, did you know that there is a a rabid fan base trying to get Steve Holt in the remakes because he hasn't been approached to be a part of the the new couple episodes slash movie? Did you hear about this yet? No, that's great though. We need to start every store Steve Holt. Every store Steve Holt. <laughs> but anyways, uh, moving past the rest of development. Um, the reason. I'd like to see a more mature adaptation of Peter Pan. Uh, it's sort of, and I'm actually interested in the Snow White and the Huntsman thing. It, even though I know it's it's generic, it's going to be kind of a uh, a guilty pleasure to see it. But uh, the Peter Pan movie, the Neverland idea is awesome. The Neverland world is awesome. And if you were to turn that into more of a battle where, and again, this has been touched on in other remakes of it, other adaptations, where it's more of a um, not just you know Hook or any like more commercial cartoon adaptation of it. Just oh, it's Lost Boys and it's the pirates and they're kind of cute together, whatever. But more of a death does happen in Neverland and there are you know bad. Rufio things. died. Yeah, Rufio did die. This is true, and I'm gonna cry now that you brought it up. But <laughs> uh, I I think it would be awesome, and I think in today's technology, you go a little further with the, the exploration of Neverland and see how awesome it is, et cetera. But I think it'd be a sweet adaptation. I think it'd be awesome. And I know it's been done over and over again, but do it one more time and do it right. Damn it. That's what I want. And I don't know. I don't, I didn't think of any certain actors or actresses, maybe, maybe some, uh, some physically attractive females would make it a good movie. Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell and Total Recall. Yeah, exactly. But so is the question, uh, you know, make up make sense to you guys. You guys understand what's what's going yes. on. Yes. Okay. All right. Does anybody have a uh, answer on the top of their head? No, I'm in deep thought. Okay. All I can yeah. think of is stupid answers. <laughs> Jesus. Like the Hunger Games, but instead of children, it's criminals. <laughs> I like that idea. I could. Win. No. Um, Not to run really far. Actually, while you're while everyone's thinking of an answer, I got one more last question about the Hunger Games. I never got a sense of the time that passed in that movie. Like I sort of would guess a week maybe like, is that? Yeah, I think that's probably about accurate. Yeah. At one point they said in two weeks, we'll have our winner. So I think two weeks was the contest. Okay. I don't know about the up to the contest. Reality TV would last like three seasons, but in this it was, you know, two weeks, which well, they do it every year. Right. This is true. Um, They should just do it all year, but I'm just happy I got a good sense of it. And I wasn't sure if that's sort of what it happened in the book. Anyhow, uh, right. I'm done stalling, guys. You, no answers? Nothing? Um, I've got a slight answer. I, I don't know exactly how it would work. But oh. uh, 
Okay, you don't need it. From what I hear, you the movie or the book Bambi is a lot more gruesome and intense than the actual, you know, Disney rendition of it. I'd heard that, but I don't know the specific. So I don't know the storyline and how it would translate into a, a feature film. But so you want you want a movie that's more more uh, true to its original source, something like that. But I don't know how dark it would be. You know, maybe it sounds gruesome. It'd be gruesome for a kids' movie, and it might not be as intense. Like I'm thinking more like an Alice in Wonderland style, right? You know, kind of maybe not Tim Burton, but just uh, God, I'm a little bit to... more dark. Yeah, I would. Uh, Sinister. I'm curious. God, Bambi, 1942. Like, what are the odds? When is the next time the world's gonna see a Bambi? Like, I'm not. I'm not ragging on your answer, but it's just. I'm sure. Yeah, it's, I don't see it. The happen. last thing they would do is let Bambi be remade in any way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can just see somebody pitching that now. Like, wait, like the mom dies. Hat. The mom gets shot. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> Bambi or Tarantino does Bambi. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I uh, uh, a, a nasty Bambi. But realistically, I mean, it doesn't need to be. You know, I don't know. Maybe Beetlejuice too. That'd be cool to see with newer effects and that. Awesome. Like, That's know. that. I think you're. Uh, I don't know what the original, uh, the original Beetlejuice is. If it's a novel or if it's just some something that was created for, out of the movie, but. Uh, yeah, you might be going a little past my uh, my childlike expectations for a movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Tough it's question. Right. You're, yeah, you're giving answers. These guys aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've got an answer, and I'm in the same boat as Ale. I don't know how to make it work, but I I, I would think that I would want a, a a more adult, serious version of the Jungle Book. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, the problem is, I think. With you know that many animal characters, likes. you gotta keep it animated, and that's the problem. I think mm-hmm. like, it, it would have to be like a dark cartoon. It w- I don't think you could make like Watership Down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it'd have to be that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point because that'd be cool. Animal. The monkey or the baboon would be like a shaman style, and the bear and, would be freaking crazy. Yeah, and the, the only and, thing they wouldn't have to mean up with Shere Khan because he was already a badass. Oh yeah, he was. He was. He was completely awesome. All right, so we have we have two. I, I don't know. Jungle Book's pretty pretty classic, but a super classic Bambi, a Jungle Book. What can we get from What can we get from Jeff? It's got to be a kids movie. It can be fairy tale. Does it have to be a movie to begin with? They've already done Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Have I mean, not a. It has to be. It has to be a film already. If, Some if, okay, so Jeff couldn't pick the you know, like. They've done Beauty the dark and Beauty. version of Hungry Hungry Got Caterpillar it. or something, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay. Hungry Hungry Caterpillar started consuming carbon based life. <laughs> 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 Pretty soon, became the human a Hungry Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that should be a quiz answer of some sort. What do you think? Jeff? All right, got one. It took me forever. I stalled. And I stalled. Sword in the Stone. Okay. See, I thought that was Jim, what Jim was going to default to, but that's Jim. That's like your favorite Disney. Yeah, movie. I didn't know how much darker we could go with it, you know, without it being, you know, with it being fairly similar. So I didn't end up going with that one. Shows the whole blow me to Bermuda scene would not happen. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> well, could not probably do. Aside from that, it would be extremely similar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Blow me to Bermuda. <laughs> All right, I'm getting the sound effect. It's going to be at the end of the show. Don't worry. You could probably do Beauty and the Beast too. That'd be a that would like. And again, it's it's. But there's been a couple adaptations of it. So yeah, like you know, they did the Broadway <laughs> show. Sure, like if you didn't have the the already a movie restriction you could do something like a hansel and gretel which could be kind of scary yeah 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 there are they a lot, that, of, very, there are a lot of details out there that you could just pick that haven't been i'm looking for something that's been made once so maybe right. like a horror movie <laughs> um, oh they are making hansel and gretel yeah. for i'm telling you man fairy tales are back, back. which they are because there's like two of them like in tv show form right now too yeah. See? Yeah, there's the Grimm and the... So, what's the other one? Get your voice in now. Get your opinion in now before they steal Wait, your... Do I not get to talk about how I want to do Sword in the oh, Stone? I thought you were making the joke about the Blow Me to Bermuda, and that was oh, it. Oh, that was, I mean, that was a joke, but I've got some serious <laughs> stuff, too. <laughs> it's got yeah. substance. Hello. Yeah. Give it to it. Lay it on me. Who do you think you're talking to? First of all, you make it live action. Boom. Done. Yeah, yeah. Um, secondly, Merlin, creepy as hell. Like, uh, Sam Neill did that miniseries where he was Merlin. I'm not talking about that kind of Merlin. I'm talking about, like... Maybe um, the guy that plays like Green or Wormtongue, that guy. Okay. Like really oh. creepy Merlin. Like, so you're kind of dicey about whether or not you should trust this guy. Mad Madam Mim, obviously Kathy Bates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> CGI the shit out of that and make it really like gruesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, I feel like you're done at that point. Oh, uh, no sing along in the water. No, uh, even to though that is probably stop <laughs> and go. <laughs> That's you know that's my favorite. Song. Didn't you use that as a Parker Posey answer? I, I probably did. did. It's a great yeah. song. You love In that song. and out, thin and stout. <laughs> um, and I can imagine in that scenario, in the sort of like you could definitely show like there was the idea of having King Arthur like bring the country together was the issue. Like you could definitely have some bloodshed going around on the outside of the story and you know, a lot of. A lot of serious issues going out there. A lot yeah, of- yeah, I feel like you'd have to remake a lot of the musical numbers, and then you know you'd be okay. Just you know, synthesize them a little bit. That's that's a boom, and you're you're good to go. The oh. one where his uh, kitchen cleans itself, that one probably would need to go. As no, well. that one stays. That one stays. <laughs> God damn it, it stays. Oh, all right, all right. So we've just by the way, these, we've picked all of these have been Disney movies. Um, but you don't have to pick a Disney movie. Just because it's an animated child's every fairy tale that you want to go with. You want to make a, you want to remake a movie, or you think that's you know prime for being remade for Hollywood in a more adult, mature fashion. That is the Parker Posey question this week. Where's the who? <laughs> uh, the Lorax. And that will that question will be at the dot com. Also, the Movie Hour page on Facebook. And that is it for this podcast. The Hunger Games. Congratulations. Way to be uh, number three on the list. Uh, James, Jeff, thank you so much for your input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Drive safe, people. Zale, two days in a row or two podcasts in a row. Well done, buddy. Thank you, dude. (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. Thank you all for listening to Jennifer Connelly. Beautiful movie hour. We'll catch you next time.